Sold by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off at checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am excited to have my co-host, Amy Radowski, with me. And we have the fittest mom in the land, Ariel Lowen. Hey, thanks for having me. Love talking to you guys. Yeah. So I have so many questions. And like, I know we have you Very on usual. a lot. I know we have you on a lot, but I, but you are, you're one, I never have to give you permission to like take over the show and just start asking us questions. You just do that on your own. Love it. Love it. And two, um, you're so open and transparent with things like, and I'm curious about certain things and you're like the one person I can ask and I know I'll get what I want. Right. Yeah, exactly. And we're friends. So there's another level of, I don't mind telling you what's going on because <laughs> I know you, you're not just a random person who reached out that I've never met before. Last episode, we that friends was up for debate, but you really <laughs> proved yourself a friend in Pasadena. Oh, yeah. We were looking for you all weekend because I knew it's behind you. Spoiler alert. I got a shirt signed for Scott to put on his wall. But me and Dylan were like, well, we know Scott is here. We need to find him just to see you in person and get the shirt signed. Yeah. So first, this is way down in my notes, but Dylan. Like, I've known Dylan, but I've never stood in front of Dylan during an oh, event. It's bad. My eardrums hurt. I think they were bleeding. I believe it. He, he is so loud. He is. And he, cra he cracks me up, excuse me, because I'll look at him, and he always will cup his hands perfectly together at the wrists, and then that's how he yells. Whereas, like, most people just go like this. Yeah. All weekend when he was yelling, I could see his, like, perfect cusp of the wrists. <laughs> like, he was out yelling toddler. He was oh. out yelling the gold line coach. And these right. are, like, same yellers in the sport. Yep. He is louder than all of them. I love it. It's is so he, awesome. Is he like that at, like, other sporting events or just when you're competing? We don't really go to other sporting <laughs> events. <laughs> So I can tell you, but he, he gets so into it and he knows we've been together for many years now, 10 years, over 12, and he knows the type of cheering I like. So when I do hear him and I hear him yelling, it's what I need. Yeah. He was not a cheerleader, but I do have a picture at a pep rally when we were in high school he came out, a bunch of guys in the pep rally came out in cheerleading uniforms. So I have a picture of him in a cheerleading uniform, but no, he was not a cheerleader. <laughs> but he, so Dylan was standing next to Kyle Rolf a lot. And the cheering I like from Dylan is a lot different from how Kyle cheers for Emily. Mm -hmm. So Dylan would tell me, he's like, there were times I was scared for my life with Kyle cheering and he was standing right next to me and we're friends. <laughs> So I don't know what he yelled, but if you have Emily on, I would love to know what Kyle's, what he cheers. 
Yeah. So, so we have talked about that in the past with the two of them. Mm-hmm. And like, like Kyle has said, like he has to write an apology while he's cheering, knowing that <laughs> he needs to make up afterwards. Right. Um, but, but Kyle and Dylan are so different, right? They so really it's are. so cool that they're friends because really personality wise, other than they're both really fun, but they, they come at it at different angles and right. it's cool that they're friends. The blessing for me was, I don't know how it happened, but Dylan got a coach's band and got to go in the coach's pit. Yep. And that means oh, cool. he wasn't behind me anymore. <laughs> so you could hear. Yeah, I could hear. My eardrums were like, ah, now we can enjoy the event. I believe it. I think you sent me a picture. Someone sent me a picture of Dylan cheering, and then you were like, your face was right here behind him. So I believe it. Yeah, we we made a reel of it. I think it's okay. up on Instagram. That's exactly uh, what I'm thinking yeah. of then. Yeah. Um. So then, there's a lot of questions about Dylan and the cheerleading outfit. Was it a male <laughs> uniform or female uniform? It was a female uniform. So the pep rally, they borrowed the cheerleaders' uniforms, and all these guys came out to do a little cheer. So I have probably three pictures. I can, I can get exclusive content to the Clydesdale media team. I think we need that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. So, so just to finish off this topic, because it's in my notes too, like – this was such a highlight for me because there were frustrations from the media side during the weekend in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Generally, we had access that we have never had before. And we had the same access as some of the bigger names in the sport, which I was so proud of. But yeah. there was not a lot of communication between media and athlete control. And so there was a moment in the weekend where they were like locking us in the media pit and not letting us get out to get post-event interviews with people. Oh. And so it was during one of those moments where we were locked in the media pit. We couldn't get out. You're coming off the floor, and you just stopped at the, the gate and just chatted with me. Yeah. And we, no camera, no microphone, just hanging out. And I think that it was um, the athlete control people were like, confused that that was possible right they're like why are you talking to people (laughs) right yeah and so i wanted so that was a highlight for me because then i knew we were friends right right and i I forgave you from the last episode and all that but (laughs) just kidding um (laughs) we'll, we'll get into that question in a second but you were really chill that weekend like as chill as I've ever seen you at an event. And you've yeah. all often said that that's, that's where you need to be to be at your best. Right. Did you discover something that got you there or was it, was it just all the work you put in through the office? And that you were ready. Yeah. I had immense peace, which was really weird because I hadn't tested any of the workouts. So I didn't know how any of them were going to go. There were a lot of question marks. Will my elbow hold up? But the whole weekend and even leading up to it, I prayed for peace and literally the Lord gave me peace. And it was the most fun weekend I've ever had, the most chill, the most stress-free, probably a little too stress-free to where it's like, okay, last event, you went from first to third. I don't even care. I'm going to the games. Like maybe there should have been a little bit more fighter in there, but 
you hit the nail on the head the whole weekend was just me and Dylan had a great vacation and there was peace. It was awesome. Well, and you went from last year where you didn't qualify at semifinal, had to fight your way in through last chance qualifier to this year. There was never a doubt. No, it was, it was fun being Friday. I think going into Friday, I was in third place. So I was already like, I could go to bed and breathe easy. Like, okay, just keep doing what you're doing. The events are only going to get better as we go down the line. So it was, it was nice to not have to have the same situation as last year. Last year was not a fun, not a fun trip. <laughs> so we'll address uh, T. Kane's question. Okay. There, there are reports that you had an injured elbow. I didn't even know this. Yeah. Um, did you? I did. Two weeks before semifinals, working out in the home gym, I show up on Monday, and I remember expressing to Dylan, like, I am so tired I can't wait for next week because it's deload week and I can just like chill and wouldn't you know it. I don't even know what I did. I don't know if I overused it, but Monday evening I had barely any range of motion in my elbow. So like if I'm in front rack position, it went from here to here, like no range of motion whatsoever. And so I was just like, well, all I can do is go for a run and do machine work up until semifinals and hope it heals and just stay off of it. So I was icing it, but it really didn't feel good until a few days before semifinals. And at that point, it was like, well, I haven't tested bench press. I haven't tested max snatch, ring muscle-ups, rope rope climbs, anything. It was clearly injured. How is it going to handle the whole weekend of volume? Yeah. And, And it really, I don't think it held me back at all. I couldn't tell you one event where I was like, oh, it was painful, so I had to stop. So I think my PT said it was just overuse of, she knows all the names she told me and it just went right over my head. But basically I'd just been doing too much on it. And it said like, hey, I'm done. You need to rest me. So yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know what happened, but it held up great all weekend. And I had a lot of people praying for me. So it was, in my opinion, it was a miracle that I could snatch 190. Oh my two, gosh. Yeah, two yeah. weeks before I couldn't even extend it all the way or do a front rack position. Were you worried about that? Just speaking of, you know, the games oh. before with Brooke Wells? I mean, was that going through your mind? Oh my gosh, when they announced Max Snatch, because I'd already injured my elbow before they released any of the events. And I just re- remember just like, be like, of course they would do Max Snatch. Yeah. That's the one movement I wanted to stay away from. And it just terrified me. So once event five was done with the max snatch and the back-to-back runs like i i literally had if i had peace before i had like immense peace after because it was like okay if i can max snatch i can rope climb i can hang on for toaster bar i can hang on for this but yeah that terrified me because of that so elise asks is it 100 percent now it is over the weekend at semifinals between events it was very achy and sore and I took pills and all that. But since semifinals, I rested a week after semifinals and I've just been smart with it. I don't have any pain now, but I'm also trying to be really smart because I want to go into the games healthy. healthy. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of you had to take pills. Yeah. Or does that ever, does that ever concern you with drug? Cause if you make the games, you're going to get drug tested. Right. Do you know what anti-inflammatory, what aspirin you can take and is you're going to be safe 
on the other side? I don't, which is actually a good question. But the pills I took were the ones in the athlete warm-up area that CrossFit themselves provided. So if if <laughs> anything went wrong, it was like, I got it from y'all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But no, I yeah. did not look into that. Uh, see, that's media that we're thinking about all the I drama know. that happened. What's but the story? Yeah, they actually, which I had never had done before, they did for podium. So me, Katrin, and Alex, they did blood testing and urine testing, which I had never had a blood test before. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Only for the top three? Only for the top three. Huh. That, that. Huh. So, okay. Huh. Yeah. I'm going to okay. pivot for just a second, which is going to make Scott freak out, but that's okay. Um, so with the news that came out today about Justin and Dave, what are your thoughts? Do you have any? I, I would say I mostly pay attention to Adrian Bosman. If I'm completely honest, mm -hmm. I don't really know what Justin did, but I've heard mixed opinions about him from other people, but I don't have an opinion myself. Mm -hmm. But it does make me a little nervous because Dave Castro's era was very dramatic and brutal. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, oh no, what is he going to do this year at the games? Yeah. Well, and theatrics. You know, he's theatrics, he's going to yeah. be he's going to be Boz's boss, right? So mm. he, he could he could theoretically affect programming, right? Right. Right. And and so that'd be my big question: Are you fearful? Right as you kind of get into the groove of what Adrian is doing, right now you get this wrinkle that maybe Dave throws another wrinkle into. And do you do you even care at this moment? At this point, like you're in the games, stuff's going to be thrown at you. Does it matter? My my training stays the same. I'll say that. Like I already know what I'm doing leading up to the games, strength stuff, cardio stuff. I do love Boz's programming. So going into this games, if it was Boz's programming, I would be super excited. But I won't know until we show up and they kind of announce if it's going to be more of a Boz games or a Dave Castro. And I feel like they're very different in their own way. Yeah. Well, my, my thoughts are that it would have to... My guess is games programming has already been outlined. Mm-hmm. The only existed. thing that can happen from this point forward is tweaked. Right. Right. Because you have, like, I'm guessing the equipment and all that kind of stuff has already been ordered and testing has already started and you're, you're already down the road. So you can only do so much changing from where it is. That's what I would hope. But I feel like when I was watching the Miles to Madison, it looks like they were still testing and playing around with stuff in the youtube videos they posted but i don't know when those were taken do you know what i mean yeah i yeah i th but again i think those are tweaks yeah i think testing to find out like do we need to reduce reps do we need to up the weight do we need to like like i think those are the things that happen leading up to the games not right. an overhaul of what the stimulus is and all of that sure that makes sense um, so there are so many comments coming in. Wow. Oh, yeah. well, here's what I'll um, give you a sum up. We were talking about fit mom, fit wars, mom edition, Ariel versus Annie. Oh, uh, 
I don't know. I don't want to say I know my place, but I also know she's a very strong competitor. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know about that one. I was supposed to do a Fit Wars. I don't know if this got announced or not. Way back, I think before Wadapalooza, me and Alex Kazan were supposed to go head to head, but it just never came to fruition. Well, speaking of which, event two, great segue. Talk about a duel. Wasn't that fun? Oh, my goodness. Rep oh for rep on those burpee box overs to end two. And you get there first. Alex is just a touch faster on the burpee. Oh, like, my gosh. Like a nanosecond faster. And rep after rep, he's catching up just a tiny little bit. Yeah. To where you guys tie. I know. And then it goes back to round one. Right. And who did the best? And she gets you on a tie break. Right. Crazy. That's your teammate from Wadapalooza. That did is. Did I want, did it? So I didn't think she would be the one I was racing. So the fact that we were right next to each other and it was a race the whole time made it so much fun because if she would have been in lane one and I was in lane 10, it wouldn't have been as dramatic. And I personally probably wouldn't have even known. Yeah. But I hate it because it did come down to the tie break. And I still remember there were three seconds left. And I was like, no, I'll rest three seconds, walk over there. So we could have almost tied mm -hmm. through and through. But I can't look back and think about it. But it was so much fun. And I didn't realize how loud the crowd was and electric it was until I walked off the floor. And Dylan was like, I have never heard the crowd scream so loud. He was like, literally, everyone was on their feet. And as the timer was clicking down, everybody was just like getting louder and louder. But all I could hear in my head was, okay, 20 seconds left. Okay, 10 seconds left. Like it just hurt really bad. And I was trying to go as fast as I could. She caught up at the end. Well, and we were, so Jamie and I were right at the end of the, we were right in front of you. That's when Dylan okay. hurt my ears. He was right <laughs> behind me. And it was so loud in there. And we're right in front of the two of you. It was one of the greatest races I've seen in person Aww. ever. Thank you. Uh, and, and it was phenomenal to watch. And I'm so glad I was there for that. Yeah. Um, T. Kane says, Ariel is my dark horse pick for the podium this year. Oh, that's sweet. I hope I can make it happen. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, that be wild? But one thing, this is fun. So I'm, I'm my own programmer. I'm my own coach now. So when we go back and watch footage, I saw very clearly, as probably you did too, that my burpee speed is actually really slow. Like if I would have got to the burpees and moved at the pace Kazan was moving, I would have been five reps ahead and it wouldn't even come down to a tie break. So going into the games, I'm working on getting up for my burpees a little bit faster. So I did learn a few things from that workout. All relative because I would not call your burpee speed slow. <laughs> no, but compared to one of the best, Alex, she moves a lot faster than me. So if I could have held her speed, I wouldn't have had to die as much at the end. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. But, but on conversely, like you, you nailed the first two elements way faster than she did. So on one hand, you have that in your favor. True. And then I see why you want to work on just get a little bit better at this other thing. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. And one thing that was funny, my PT was there all weekend. Her name's Jody. She's awesome. She she knows how to talk to me. So after that event was over, we were done. She said, 
oh, I was so worried about that because that event is all pressing on burpees and tricep and tricep. She was like, I would never tell you this, but if your elbow was not gonna hold up, it would probably be on that workout. So I'm glad it's over, you're good. Now you can look forward to tomorrow. So she was- she And was not free. on Linda? Not on thinking. Linda. Wow. That's, that's what I said too, but she was like, if it could handle that volume, you'll be okay for 55 reps of Linda. Okay. So like, okay. Yeah. 53 burpee box overs, I think I remember. 54 and all the ring muscle ups before with yeah. the dips. So it was quite a bit of yeah. tricep. But one thing that was fun, you said I did go faster on the first part. I had my training partner who joins me in my home gym test it out. And he realized as soon as you jump up to the rings, if you just quick do a toes to bar and then swing into your muscle up, you're going to save two seconds. Whereas all the other athletes jumped up, swung forward, swung backwards, toes to bar, and then ring muscle up. Mm -hmm. So he did help me out a little bit, which was fun. I gave him some credit on the Instagram. I was like, thank you for your technique. I was able to be faster to the box every time because I saved what, two seconds going into it. And that's what it comes down to in those. Exactly. Yeah. So as an athlete, how did you feel about using the ruck and doing the gymnastics? I didn't love it. Okay. But once I was on the floor, I didn't even notice it was on my back. In okay. warm-up, the thing kept hitting me in the back of the head. Like I had to fix my hair. So it was just mm -hmm. very uncomfortable. But as soon as the event started, I couldn't even tell you it was on me or not. Sure. But they were very smart. I love that CrossFit did this. My concern was they gave us these rucks 40 minutes before we go on the floor. I don't want to say there's cheaters out there, but anyone could take out their weight, put in a five pound, nobody would know, but they actually zip tied together the zipper. Exactly. So I was like, oh, CrossFit's smart. They weren't just, hey, take your rec pack, change out the weights. They were being smart. Good. That's what I said. Yeah, the other thing that I heard about Pasadena, well, both locations, is they let you warm up later, like going into the event. So when you they called you to corral, they actually went, especially in Pasadena, you went from the warm-up area to the venue area, which was two buildings away. Right. And then they had, like, they had barbells there, or they had things to help you warm up right before you went on the floor, which I thought was something they should have done years ago. Yeah, I agree. But the, the crazy person in me likes when they don't have that because it just gives a little bit of chaos. And it's like, okay, can you hit the snatch or can you not? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> but I would say most people used that to their advantage where when they had the warm-up thing, I don't know if I did any because I was like, I hit it perfect in the back. I don't need to be messing with it, getting nervous and messing one and then it messes with my head. But a lot of people did use that. Yeah, we talked to Abby Domit a couple days ago. Yeah. She, she never hit one in the back. She didn't hit one until she got to that second warm-up area. What? Yeah, so she, like, if she wouldn't have had that, you're right, that chaos, you've got to think, do I go for the weight I thought I was going to go for? Or, um, But by hitting that in that second warm-up area, it gave her the confidence to go ahead and shoot for it. Good for her. Yeah, I didn't know that. She hit a good number too, I think. Yeah, she hit 195, 195. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was crazy. But So Kenneth has so a I question here. 
Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So Kenneth asks, were, were athletes just as confused about the non-complex complex as viewers? On, but, on that, you could, that you could break it up? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was odd as well. And I was like, but I watched it in the East and they were able to break it up. Same thing. If it's a complex, you've got to do all three movements. Like if it was a barbell, clean, hang, clean, jerk, and you drop it at the hang, clean, and then like the, it wouldn't count. So it was kind of odd. Yeah. So I want to talk about the over the 30,000 foot look of Pasadena. And that is, it was a three horse race for most of the weekend. Yeah. Right. We've, we've known you since you won granite three years ago. And how surreal is it that you're in a battle with Katrin David's daughter for the podium? Isn't that fun? Yeah. And it was and then, fun because and then your buddy Alex Gazan, like the three of you were toe to toe all weekend. I know it's fun, but also as a competitor, it's like, I want it to be easier. These girls are so good. Like none of them really messed up major. I feel like all weekend. So it made fighting for the top three spots pretty fun. Uh, Wad Zombie, as an athlete, did you, did she enjoy Pasadena as a location? I did. I, I think it's mostly because I liked where we were placed. Our hotel was walking distance to the venue. So every morning in between events, we'd walk back to our hotel and there was a strip of restaurants right next to the convention center. So we got to eat a lot of good food. So we ate at a place called True Food, like almost every night, which was just organic and good food. And then Sunday night, we went to dinner with the Rolfs at the Cheesecake Factory. So there's just the whole environment was nice, but it was actually really cold there. It was in the 60s when I had expected California to be 80s, 90s, sun shining, all of that. Yeah, I I think it was fine for a location. Mm-hmm. It was crazy expensive to get there as oh, a spectator. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the sight lines being taken away by those poles in the in the arena, which I don't even know if you would have even noticed as an athlete. I didn't you know. know these big holes that block the view from the stands oh. in some areas. Okay. Um, I'm just, go ahead. I, I just get jealous every time I see Torian. They look awesome, don't they? Like, like that place is a party. The people dancing, falling off the rig, oh, and they catch them. Yeah, that looks legit. Fire, fire shooting out of the corners. Yeah. Like, Show. That's what I want North America to be. Yeah. Well, part of me, and you know, I'm from Texas. Everything's better in Texas. But I'm like, we have a huge international airport in Dallas. It's super easy to get to from any airline. We've got a bunch of convention centers. Same thing with Austin. I'm like, why can't we bring it to Texas? It'd be a, a lot cheaper, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm just, I want something that they can, they can, because sports is entertainment. Like you watch an NBA game or an NFL game, or they're doing those extra things. Right. Dance squads, fire, fireworks, whatever. Why can't why can't we do that too and entertain? Because it gets the crowd hyped. Yeah. And then the more hype they are, the more fun everybody has. Yeah. Whatever Torian does, they just need to copy it. Bring it over. Yeah. So we talked about that, and we talked last time about you programming for yourself. Yeah. And 
the question we asked back then was, here you are in like the doldrums of CrossFit and you have really no data to come back to you to say, am I doing a good job or not? Right. Well, now you've got the big data set. Yep. Yeah. So coming out of, coming out of semis, what did you learn about your programming? And what did you learn about yourself going forward to the games? Yeah, big question. <laughs> we'll start with the first part. The first part is I, I know what I'm doing as, as good and as bad as that sounds. Like I can have confidence in my body feels good. I'm, list, I'm for the most part listening to my body and I'm liking the results. I don't feel like semifinals had a lot of my strengths other than the ring muscle up event and pistols. That one was a lot of my strength stuff. But other than that, I got to shine in a lot of areas where I didn't expect to. Like on the Linda, I did not expect to get fifth place on an all barbell strength event when the field to me was very strong. So that was cool to see. I've been working on strength. It paid off. But yeah, it, made, it makes me feel good about what I'm doing because I have peace in my programming, peace in the strength work I get from Brian Rideout, my strength coach. I have peace in my environment, peace in what I'm doing. So like all around peace is the big word and I'm very happy with how it's going. So to go to semifinals and to be in first for a little bit and then podium at the end of it definitely affirms what I'm doing. Going into the games, I'm, I'm not changing a ton, but I'm working on some weaknesses I saw in Pasadena. So what's great is Dylan can be very honest with me and I can be very honest with him and have an honest look when we go back and watch events that like my burpee speed needs to get a little bit faster. I don't love running and I don't feel like I did great at the running event. So I'm going to work on that going into the games, but all around, I, I really just want to go into the games healthy and finish out my strength program. It's a six week cycle, finish out the cardio work. I want to do slowly build and then going into the games I should feel good and hopefully perform good. But I did learn it as much as I am chill and relaxed, it did hurt going from first to third when they announced it on the floor. So mm -hmm. I can sit back here and say, oh, I'm just here to go to the games, but I, it still hurt me to go drop that much on the last event. So I'm hoping at the games, last event, I want to finish strong and be proud of wherever I land. So can you take that hurt and make it work for you? That's what I'm hoping. So last year at the games, I feel like I have PTSD. Last year at the games, I went in the last event from seventh place to 11th place. And then this year at semifinals, I went from first to third. So I really mentally want to finish strong and physically be able to show up in the last event at the games. That'll be a big indicator of like, okay, you improved, not only on the leaderboard, but you actually fought at the end. So I, I have that question in my notes about how important top 10 means to you. Because I know, as we've talked to you, you falling out of the top 10 last year hurt as well. Yeah. Like, it would have been one thing to drop from seven to nine or seven to eight. Right. The 11 made it sting really bad. Yep. So, so you have that. Do you think that going into the last event, it's, it's a mental thing? Or do you think it's just that workout didn't line up for you? I kind of think it was a mental thing. 
because I don't feel like I pushed as hard as I could push like on for throwing back to the games. There were moments where I could have gone faster, but in my head I was like, Hey, you're almost done. You survived the games. You're okay. Mm -hmm. So I want the little fighter voice in my head to be there throughout the entire last event. Same with on the last rep of the 20 toes to bar, the little voice in my head that said, Hey, you're tired. Drop one. When I want the voice that says, Hey, come on, you can hold on for 20. You're almost done. I want that voice to win and I listen to it and then execute. Is it, is it, gosh, is it complacency or safety? That's exactly what I don't need to push. That's exactly what I think it is. And that's what me and Dylan have kind of talked about as well is I don't take a lot of risks on the floor. Mm -hmm. I'm like just a very vanilla, you know, so I would like to take more risks instead of just being like, it's okay. I'm at the games. It's okay. This is my part-time job. I'm a full-time mom. I want still a little bit more, a little more fire. Exactly. Exactly. As someone who's watched your career a lot, that event too, for both you and Alex, I had never seen that fire. Right. On either of you. When you guys won events and other things, you won by a lot. Exactly. Right. This was like the first time I'd seen both of you in a dog fight. And so not the, backing and down. Yeah. You back right. Down. Like I was just talking about it. Right. right. And that's who you want to see in the last event. Exactly. So do I know? That's the hard part. I think it's more of a mental thing, like you said, than it is a physical. So I need to, I don't even know what that looks like personally, work on showing up at the end mentally. Well, it's, it's hard to fight that though. Isn't it? It is. It hurts. It does. <laughs> Yeah, especially on the last day of an event, right? Games, you're you're like on event fifteen in four days, right? So you are you are mentally exhausted, probably more so mentally than physically. Absolutely, and it's it's almost. But how do you practice that? Exactly, you can't go to that point every day and practice, or you'll not be healthy. Yeah, and that's what. It's the tangible, I like, okay, I don't want to talk about this problem. I'm like, how do we fix it? How do I train and fix it and program it? So what I've been doing, which I think maybe will work, is I've been adding what I call finishers to, to the end of my programming. So this is all I know of to do right now. If your comments come in and people know, I'd love to hear. But I'll do, let's say I'm doing a 32-minute interval piece. 32 minutes is over. I have two minutes to just max out bar facing burpees as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Two minutes max echo bike. So when I think I'm done and depleted, Hey, you still have more in the tank. Look, you just surprised yourself. So I'm trying to push the envelope that way, but physically I'm not willing to do 15 events in one weekend to get to that point. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I will fall apart. <laughs> right. Well, Lisa says more rowing in a closet. <laughs> That's hilarious. Maybe I'll make it happen. <laughs> so we've been talking about your programming and I want to, I want to dive down this too. And that is you now offer a subscription service on your Instagram yeah. where people get a peek at what you do every day. 
Yeah. I wanted to release it probably before semifinals, but I was very hesitant just because fear of failure. What if nobody subscribes and I put myself out there and nobody cares? But after semis, I was like, I'm going to be doing the work anyways. If people want to see, let them see. If they don't, like, don't let it affect you. So I've, I've just been posting every day. Hey, this is the cardio work I'm doing, the strength work I'm doing. Do what you want with it. And I've had a good response so far. I had someone reach out and said like, hey, I tried these workouts. This is how I scaled them. They're fun to do. Keep doing it. Just little things. But mostly it's just, hey, this is what I'm programming. If you're interested, check it out. If not, don't check it out. <laughs> so a couple questions about that. One, is it, it's not everything you do in a day. It's really just highlighting like one aspect of it. It's honestly everything I do in a day, I try and post on there. So if, yeah, so I'm not doing as much as my other competitors, but it, it works for me. I'll do my cardio piece, my strength piece. And usually in the evening, me and Dylan will work out together. And I'll just post that like on the story for subscription people to see. The only thing I won't post on there is if I go swim because I don't really think people care. But I would say 90% of what I post on there is what I'm doing in a day. Yeah, and it's, and it's in two locations. Right. So I subscribed because I just wanted to see what you were doing. Right. And you're Thank my you. friend. I wanted to support you. So, Thank um, you. So on your story, you like walk through like what I would call your Metcon or interval, interval work. Right. And you walk through it very piece by piece. And what you're, the stimulus you're trying to reach, you even sometimes give scaling options. Right. If, like, like I think today you said, I'm working on handstand obstacles. You may be working on just handstand holds or handstand whatever. So work on the handstand piece you, you need. Um, right. And then in, the, in your feed you have like your strength work. Right. So I'll put that same little clip you were talking about still in the feed, but just under like cardio session. And then I'll try and do a reel of my strength work, just explaining it. But I, I am very intentional when I create my programming. So my stim, I always have a stimulus. So I try and let the people, my what, 10 subscribers, which is fine. But I try and let them know like, hey, if you're going to do it, the stimulus is, snatching under fatigue so do what fatigue works for you which for me might be a 200 meter run for you might be a 100 meter run so that you're a little bit fatigued but you're working on the snatches under fatigue so i don't know if how people are doing it if they like it but i'm always thinking of okay what do i want to work on how do i program the fatigue so it's not too much but anybody can do it fresh you've got to be able to do it just a little bit tired stuff like that so Wad Zombie says she puts out so much on the subscription. It's great. Oh, thank you. Thank um, you. Kenneth also said, end of workout burners. I dig it. Yep. I'm sure there's a more scientific term for it, but I've heard it's a good thing. Um, yep. I'm trying to, what did Elise say here? Keep doing what you're doing. It's working. You're getting more recovery time. Yeah, I agree. And I, other than my elbow, that's been the first thing that's happened to me really since games training ever, which is awesome. And literally my body told me that day, hey, you're tired. You need to rest. And I didn't listen to it. And then I got injured. So I do feel like me not doing as much has helped me 
push hard when I need to, but also I, I get time to talk to Scott. I get time to sit down and make dinner and eat lunch and all that stuff. Speaking of that lasagna. It's so good. Dang, that oh looks my amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I have a recipe book that I just have all of my, my recipes. That one was actually from Dylan's mom. She gave yeah. me, I have a lot of her recipes, my family recipes. Some I found, but I enjoy cooking. So thank you. Yeah. So I got to ask, is that lasagna macro friendly? I don't track macros. So I have no idea if what I'm making, I do put a lot of cheese in there. Yeah, so, I'm guessing and, no with that cheese. Yes. I'm going to say no, but if you maybe put, um, what's it called? Zucchini noodles. It might be friendly, but I tried macros and it just didn't work for me. So I have no idea, Scott. <laughs> yeah. It looked amazing though, by the way. Thank just, you. Um, so there was another thing. So a big question I have, and this is just me being silly. Mm -hmm. when you record the narration of your, your content for the subscription. Yeah. Is it immediately after you do it yourself? Because you seem out of breath at times. <laughs> Sorry. The cardio stuff I usually do in between my strength sets. So definitely I am out of breath. And then usually the strength one I'll post, I'm stretching or I'm laying on the floor like in a pigeon's pose. So I'm never like sitting down behind a desk, all professional, but I'm just like, Hey, this is what I did today. And then it just word vomit comes out. Yeah. <laughs> That's just being yeah. efficient. Yeah, exactly. Cause I try and I literally 11 o'clock to one is my work time, quote unquote. So I yeah. try and get that work done as well as my strength work and cardio work before I step back into the house and be done working out. Mm -hmm. Well, the way mine is working is like, she's probably doing it to feel it herself before she shares it with everybody. But yes. no, you're just telling us about it and then yes, doing it. No, no, no. Sorry. I will work out at 11. And then after I do the workout, I will then record it and post what I did. So like today, for example, it was supposed to be when I'd written it 200 meter run, six squat snatches, and then other stuff. But mid-workout, I had to change it because I just couldn't hold that number. So I usually do it, test it, and then we'll post what I actually did. Okay. That makes sense. And I do yeah. love it. Yeah. And even though I'm not an elite athlete, I love interval work. So like... I do too. I can't make it to the gym. Like a couple times I've grabbed yours and done one of the two. Love usually it. And handle the volume of both. Yeah. No, of course back and forth between two intervals and and some of it's crazy. I yeah. Some, some of it's ridiculous, but thank you. I'm glad you're trying it. And that's one thing. If people try it, I want them to know, like I have practiced this. I have built up the volume to get used to 150 GHDs. Mm -hmm. If you're not used to that. Okay. Let's start with 20. And then if 20 feels good next week, do 30, like do what you can do essentially. Yeah. So, so the other thing I want to say about semis, and then we'll move on to kind of games training. And that is, I thought you looked as complete as an, of an athlete as I've seen you since you started. As uh, define complete. Like, I don't think you have the whole, the, your holes are not as big as they used to be. Okay. Thank you. 
So your consistency, like on the leaderboard, you don't fall very far ever. Right. Thank you. Yeah, I've been working on that. Thank you. The only thing I saw, which was a big hole, was just event one. But I, I tried not to let myself get too beat up about it because there were a lot of weird stuff that took place in event one. Was your sled good? Did it tip over? Like the first time I pulled it one length, turned it around and went to pull it like an idiot. The rope was on top of the sled. So I just yank it and it flips over on its head. So I had to go there, push it, fix it up. So there's just a lot of um, inconsistencies to where I try not to let that one get me down. But thank you. Little yeah, technical in, things. Exactly. In my retrospect of semifinals, I hated event one. It looked boring to watch as well. Not, not even from that. It didn't test fitness in my, in my opinion. It tested who had the best luck with the sled mm -hmm. and who had the best lane without seams to be able to pull the sled. Right. And the variable of the sled itself made it like, it just was ridiculous. A little bit. And I, I thought of it from a, a fan perspective. Watch me bike for four minutes pull some sled, watch me run for 10 minutes. Like, I don't think there was much excitement. Whereas the burpee box jump overs, you could see the field progressing. You can watch at the end who's close. Yeah. The only drama of the sled was, did it flip over? Did it fold under? Did it, <laughs> right. And that, right. that shouldn't be the drama that's produced. No, no. And I, I, I went into that event knowing it was going to suck the sled. So I wasn't surprised when it got caught under when it flipped over because I was just like, it's going to happen. It's just, when will it happen? So going into this year's games, you, how important, I'm going to ask this question again, how important is top 10 or have you set your sights higher on that leaderboard? <laughs> top 10 is the goal. I'll be very clear. Like I'm going into this weekend whatever weekend when it comes up, I want top 10 because I do believe I'm capable of top 10 podium. I don't really believe, but if the Lord wants it to happen, I know it will happen, but definitely the goal is top 10. So I hear you saying that, but here's my, here's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Let's say you get, let's say you took sixth. Okay. Are you then going to be dissatisfied because it wasn't top five? No, 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 no. Um, as a, I'm very realistic. Otherwise expectations get crushed. And I, I know personally how I am. I like setting realistic goals. So if I get ninth, Hey, it's still top 10. If I get 10th, it's still top 10. So that way it's, it's measurable and it's achievable because I want it. If I set my sights for podium, I'm realistic to know that that's extremely hard to do. And there's a lot of good competition and I will be disappointed if my goal is podium and I didn't get podium. Got it. So I do try and have realistic goals and then I'll have the dream, which is podium, but the goal, it always takes priority. Okay. But it selfishly, the higher I get from 10th to six, we just get um, a nicer front yard or, <laughs> you know, like financially yeah. it is nice to get higher up on the leaderboard, yeah. but I try not to focus on that. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to commit this from a different angle because I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> thing, but the competitor in me makes it hard to hear. Okay. 
Well, I'm going to come at this from a different angle. Okay. Do it. Three years ago at Granite Games, it's actually only two years ago, you, your expectation was to get a sign for your garage. Right. You won Granite Games. You make it to the CrossFit Games. And this is after seven years of trying previous to that. I, I'm, I'm just throwing out a number. I don't know what the exact number is. Retiring and coming back just to get a sign and you make it to the CrossFit Games for the first time ever. Right. You go, you finish top 15, right? Mm-hmm. So not like, not even down the list, like top 15. Everybody's saying Ariel's a one hit wonder. There's no way she's making it back. You scared us, <laughs> but you did make it back. You get to the games a second straight year and you finish 11. So an improvement over the year before. Right. Even though it wasn't your goal. Right. This year, nobody's saying that Ariel is a two-trick pony or a one-trick pony. It's almost a given that you're going to be at, at the games. And you go to Pasadena, and it's never in doubt. Right. You, you took charge of your destiny from day, day one to the end of the competition, and you're going to your third straight CrossFit Games. Right. With two top 15 performances already under your belt. And an event win. Yes. You are entering the upper pantheon of athletes who have ever participated in this sport. I need you as my hype man, Scott. You, you got to tell me that before I go on the floor of the last event. That's what yeah. I need. That's the fire you need. Yeah. Right. So when I hear the reservation, when you talk about, the mom battle with you and Annie and you know your place. Right. I don't think you're that far off of Annie, if at all. Right. Right. She's a legend and she's done things that nobody will ever do in this sport again. Like the, the length of time she has spent in this sport alone is, is insane. But at this point where you, the two of you are in your careers is very similar. And you have put to, you have put together a resume that puts you in in the argument's sake into the the top twenty of all time. So why don't you belong higher on that leaderboard? I think you just talking about it makes me emotional, Scott, because it it honestly just sounds too good to be true. And I part of my just how I am is I'm not a very deep thinker. I don't think about my resume or I think about where I came from, how I tried for many years, but I don't resonate much on the fact of I should be here. I deserve to be here. I will be here because I can train as hard as I want to. I can put in all the work, but at the end of the day, I, I fully believe like what God wants to happen on the floor will happen. Like if he wants me in the top 10, it'll happen. If he wants me to win the games, it'll happen. And it gives me so much peace as an athlete to know, that weekend is out of my hands. I've put in all the work in my home gym, did all the reps, moved well. Let's see what happens throughout the course of 15 events on the floor, variables I can't control. So I, I try not to think that way too much because it puts a little bit too much pressure on me to perform a certain way. Whereas it's like, I don't mind showing up to the gym and sweating my butt off and putting in the work, putting in reps. But competition does get a little scary. 
And do I believe I could be sixth or seventh place? Absolutely. If I have a good weekend and things go my way and I perform like I need to. But I do have the little bit of the voice in me who is scared to take chances, scared to push hard and die on the floor. And it's just a matter of like which voice wins come game time when it's ready. And that's the voice that you need to talk to at the end of your Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm very realistic to know I, I am not a perfect athlete. And I know people out there have are better than me. But I know, like, elevating Elizabeth to stand next to Aunt Laura Horvath and Tia, like, I had trained hard in the gym, but ultimately, I know God was like, hey, stand next to these two amazing athletes, now I'm going to let you shine. That it's, it's bigger than me. Because you, you dominated that event. I know. I had, I'm telling you, I had the voice in my head that said, you and Tia are neck and neck run to the P bars and hop up there and intimidate her. So she slows down a little bit. You know what I mean? I had the, the fighter killer voice. So it's just a matter of like the Lord giving it to me all weekend and it'll be a great weekend. <laughs> so I'm going to finish this up with what, what, what I love about you, what I think America loves about you, what the world loves about you is you're such a humble person, right? Thank you. And, and you are so gracious in, in everything that you do. And I think that maybe that's the mindset at the end of an of event or the event of a competition that is like, you know what? What I did was good enough. Exactly. And I think if you just tweak that a tiny bit in that last event that, you know what? I've put together a resume and I'm as good as anybody else out here. And I want more. And, yeah. And then they should want to have their picture taken with me on the floor with them. Right. Yeah. Because I deserve to be here. Right. No, absolutely. And I know if I make, if I do what I need to in the last event and make myself proud, the outcome will be amazing. It's just which voice do you listen to when it gets hard? And in that last event, yep. the risk, the risk is not a life risk. It's, yeah. it's it's a competition risk, right? You and Dylan are the same. He said the exact same thing. He was like, going into the last event of semifinals, you already had a games ticket. You had nothing to lose but to take risk and surprise yourself. But oh, it just hurt so bad. <laughs> so, okay. I think so. we've, we have beat that. Yeah. yeah, I like it. You guys get it, though. So thank you for listening and walking through it so i don't even know what's in my notes anymore but the last question i've got to ask is so you you win a medal in pasadena yeah does that one get hung up in in the lion's den have i told you what happened with the wadapalooza medal that's why i'm that's why i'm asking okay yeah (laughs) so listeners who who might have heard might not have heard the last time we tried to hang up a medal in the gym dylan used a stud finder because he knows what to do and there was something behind the wall, so he nails in the nail to hang up the pretty third place Wadapalooza medal, and he hit a water line. <laughs> so we just hear, <laughs> and so I think it scarred him a little bit. We have not hung up anything since then. I have a few things I want hung up. I just have stored up in the, up in like in the attic for like when it's time. Probably after the games, I'll say, "This is everything I want hung up." 
let's take an hour or two and hang it up to make it look pretty. But I have not hung up anything since. Are you, have you decided to build the extension gym and workshop or yeah. not? Or are you waiting till after the games to make that final decision? We actually are waiting. We have our money tied up in an investment right now in a house. Dylan built a house. He has to sell. So we're waiting for that house to sell and then we'll have the capital to invest it in a bigger gym. So that is still the plan. I would ideally love for it to happen after the game so I don't have to focus on anything. But yeah, as of right now, that's still the plan because I really do miss people and community and it just hasn't worked in the past going to someone else's gyms. Just, I get it. They have rules. They have members. They, they take priority. So I would love to have the like mayhem-esque, everybody comes gym and then I still have the quote unquote lion's den barn if I need it. So we'll have a little bit of both. You should you should talk to Emma McQuaid. Hers is pretty Oh, slick. hers is my dream gym. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's slick. It's so pretty. But yeah, I do, when it comes time, I'd love to reach out to Rogue and drop the, hey, I'm America's fittest mom. Can you hook me up with some stuff? You heard it here. Yeah, you're an American company. Yeah. So I'd love to, like, if we're going to outfit it, we're going to do it right. We're going to have a sauna, cold plunge runners like we want we want to make it very nice mm -hmm. if you friend, can't yeah if you can't uh, see right by your factory you what? can put in a, a good word for me scott yeah. oh yeah we could <laughs> yeah um so eric jumped in late he wanted to know if he missed anything about paw patrol or bluey yet well, right now, Blakely is sitting next to me and she's listening to Bluey music because I have my headphones in. Yeah. And, and she's got her headphones in listening to Bluey. Bluey's we, the best. Isn't it? It's yes. so pure. It I is. love it. But no, you have not. We actually had a little bit of a scare. Last Wednesday, we were in the emergency room because she busted open her chin. It was so bad. So it threw off training a little bit, but that's okay. That definitely took priority and yep. she's feeling better. We go and get the stitches out tomorrow, actually. I think I did that to my mom like every couple months when I was a kid. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't know how you do it. Her poor mama heart. <laughs> yeah, I like jumped, I fell out of a shopping cart. I uh, tried to balance on a rocking chair. What? Uh, <laughs> you know, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, builds character, right? It's part of childhood. Thank God yeah. I'm not bald because you would see so many scars on my head. <laughs> Yet. 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 Hey, I'm 53. It's okay. I You're think good. we're good. You're yeah. doing good. Yeah. You do have good hair. And I've never seen you wear a hat. Are you not a hat guy? I am. I used to be a hat guy all the time. Okay. Um, but when I changed my hairdo to the new thingy jiggy that I have going on now, I when just, he went through his midlife crisis and he started getting the mohawk, he stopped wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> My friend is Amy that called me out. Yeah, exactly. She keeps you humble, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, that was, I got, all this happened at West Coast Classic in 2021. Oh, fun. I knew that day that I wanted to be a media guy and not doing what I do in my day job. And I wanted to physically represent that I never wanted to be corporate again. 
Yeah, I don't blame you. Especially oh. the corporate you were with, but that's another story. Yeah. 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 So, well, with that, um, we have kept you already for an hour, um, and we appreciate you so much. But I cannot wait to see you in Madison. Um, Thank when you. Are you getting to town? We will be there Sunday evening, very, very late. And then check-in is Monday. The games don't start till Thursday this time. And then we'll come home Monday. But Pasadena was actually the first time it was pretty difficult. Blakely missed me quite a bit and was just like, Mom, I'm over it. Quit competing. Come home. So I'm hoping we're going to change it up a little bit for the games. We have our plan to go to a water park. And hey, like just plan more activities that my mom can do with her so that way it's not as tugging yes. on the heartstrings. That's a fun thing. Are they staying back in Texas? They will stay back in Texas. We brought Blakely last year. Yeah. It's just it's just not for kids, in my opinion. Yeah. It is not. No. It's very hot. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. we're getting there Monday. Sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. because I'm finishing up a documentary with a master's athlete. Oh, and yeah. they move to the games. And he's actually from here in Columbus. Love um, it. So we'll be following his journey Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And you will be there. Yeah. Same yeah. as last year, same coverage and everything. Hope. Hopefully more. Yeah. Love it. But, but with everything that happened today, it's, it's all the doubt that you guys have as athletes, right? Yep. Like say what you will about Justin Berg. I, there was things he did I agreed with, some that he didn't, but we had a good relationship with him. Right. And so, like, he he's backed us in what we were doing. I, I don't have that relationship with Dave Castro. Mm. Um, but I do with the people they have running media. I just don't know if I'm hoping they stay on. Right, right. And let us get another year under our belt. But, um, so, yeah. Sweet. I'm excited. I'll see you guys there for sure. Um, someone's asking, are you eating nachos? I'm so sorry. Um, please excuse me eating. I finished <laughs> training and then showered and I'm eating food. I'm actually eating. Last night for dinner, I made shepherd's pie. So I'm eating broccoli and then I put shepherd's pie on top of it. Yum. I'm a wee good in the low end household. <laughs> but I prioritize like making dinner every night. Yeah. Not every night, but every other night. So... We good. Dylan so works Eric, hard and I feed him. Good. Nacho Bell, Nacho Bell no. Grande. Oh yeah. No, I did not go to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. No way. Uh, and then there were some jokes about it that you were eating it with a fork or a spoon, and nobody eats Nacho Bell Grande with, with a fork or a spoon. I'm so sorry. I I would rather eat food. Please excuse me than starve. So. And Kenneth says shepherd's pie slaps, as the kids say. Oh, it's so good. But like it has cheese on it, like you said, Scott. So I don't know how macro friendly it is. Hey, whatever. But. It's working for you. So just do what you're doing. Yeah. True. Yeah, I, I like cheese. I'm allowed to have cheese. It's okay. protein. Yeah, it uh, is. In, in, you know, certain amounts. Exactly. Like anything. Yeah. Ah, well, nice. with that, Ariel, thank you so much for jumping on with us. And everybody in the audience, thank you so much for being with us. We will see everybody next time on the Clydesdale media podcast thanks for having me c4 energy extend and cellucor are delivering the most effective best tasting and highest quality products for you 
Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview. 